Welcome to the More Than a Woman podcast. I'm your host, Valerie, and this is the show to listen to if you want the push, the reminder, the permission that you can a thousand percent be the woman you dream to be and you could live that rich life because you are more than your mind, more than your money, more than any of your roles and everyone else's expectations of you. You are more. Welcome to episode number 12. Today, I will be talking to Itzy Canales. Itzy Canales is a confidence coach, lifestyle influencer, and host of Grow With The Flow podcast on top of working full-time as a marketing coordinator. Through her coaching program and online platforms, she empowers women of color to rediscover themselves, own their magic, and take up space on and offline in order to attract the community and opportunities they deserve. As a multi-passionate Latina and the eldest daughter of immigrants, she's been on a non-conventional self-discovery, healing, and entrepreneur journey, which has cultivated amazing opportunities, including cultivating self-trust, building a community, working with dream brands, clients, and making multiple streams of income while helping other women of color do the same. Let's dive right in. Hi, Itzy. Thank you so much for coming and being on my podcast. Um, I know we had a wonderful intro and there was a lot there. So I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience and just share what do you do for a living and what's going on? Yeah. Hi, Valerie. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad we could connect. My name is Itzy. I am a full-time marketing coordinator in higher education, but I also am a confidence coach and lifestyle creator and host of Grow With The Flow podcast. So I do wear many hats being multi-passionate, which I'm sure you can relate. Um, But yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. It's Monday. So I'm like finding the energy to like get back on track because I took the weekend off. But yeah, really excited to be sharing space with you. Yay, that's awesome. How I know uh, one of the things that really attracted to me, I love that you're a confidence coach because I talk about mindset and healing and things like that. And I feel like one of the things you need is confidence, right? But one of the things that really attracted to me that one of the conversations that you had was about being like a wife and the expectations that came with it because you're also, you know, from Latina descent and all that stuff as am I. And so, and I just got married. So that was something that hit home for me. So I want to go right into like when you got married, like how did you feel as a wife for the first time? And like, what came with that and what you were feeling and things like that? Yeah. Uh, congratulations on recently getting Thank you. <laughs> so it's interesting because I met my husband junior year of college. So we've been together for eight years and we've been, we just celebrated a year of marriage um, in April. So we definitely waited a long time. It wasn't on purpose. Like I, it was funny. Cause I used to tell him like, cause his family, his parents waited, I think like eight years before they got married. And I was like, I'm not waiting that long. Like, I know like you're the one I know I'm ready. This was like four or five years in. Um, and he actually proposed to me, I think like four years in, but then the pandemic and all that hit. So I think it was actually like a blessing in disguise that we had to wait so long. Cause we, worked together to get on the same page. We both had different upbringings. I am Latina, I'm Nicaraguense, and he's Mexican, Mexican-American. And the way our families are just so different. Like his family is very like close-knit. My family was very like independent at a young age and very loud, strong personalities. My mom's a Scorpio, my dad's a Cancer, I'm a Taurus. So like, if that tells you anything. So it was we had to kind of both get really clear about our expectations of one another. Um, I also, you know, have multiple businesses and he's just more like laid back, you know, he has his full-time job, but he's not like this like hustler mentality type of thing, which was ingrained in me in a very young age. So we had to kind of compromise a lot. Right. So he was very supportive and he helped me like 
shoot whenever I needed to shoot campaigns. But I did feel a lot of guilt because that's just like not what I was used to as far as like asking for help. Like I thought I could figure everything out. And then as far as like the traditional roles, like that's always been big because my dad was always like the breadwinner. Um, and my mom did the cooking and the cleaning and like stay at home mom for a little bit. And it just wasn't, I, I didn't love that. I, I was like, I want to work and I want to you know, travel. I want to wait till I have children, like till we're, you know, healed. So it did take a lot of like uncomfortable realizations and just kind of redefining those roles. Cause he's the the one that does the cooking. Um, but I did feel like a lot of guilt where I was like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, is this what a good wife does just sits back and wait? Well, not sits back, but like works in her office while her husband is cooking. So it was really uncomfortable even before I was a wife, but luckily when, you know, you're on the same page and you have that support and you have tools like coaches and, and therapists that like support you, um, it kind of gets a little bit, I wouldn't say easier, but just like more, you become more accepting and you're able to like release some of that shame and guilt. Funny because I'm in the same boat. Like my husband's the cook in the family. And I'm just like, in my office working. <laughs> like we, that's, that's the role. Right. Um, and it's so funny you mentioned that. Cause it's true. Like, you know, I, as a Latina, I'm Dominican. And so my parents, it's kind of very similar. My mom would stay home. She would cook. I mean, she would, she was also working, but she would come home, rush home to cook for everybody, clean the dishes, do all the stuff. And then my dad would just expect to have a plate at the table. And like, you know, that's just kind of how it was. So that's funny. You mentioned that because it, when I got married, well, not before even being married, like living in, living together, it was like, I knew I had this expectation to like, I had to cook and I had to clean. Not that my husband ever put that on me, but that just came from like, you know, growing up. So how did you deal with that in your relationship? Like one-on-one, did you ever voice that with him? Was that something that turned into something that you, maybe you hid? Cause for me, I turned it into, I vocalized it a lot. And was very like bothered by it in the beginning. Like it would trigger me Mm -hmm. um, because I would be like, oh, you're expecting me to do these dishes when I shouldn't have to do the dishes all the time, you know? So how did you deal with that? Yeah, it was tough. I think for me, I wasn't as vocal. I think I didn't know where it was coming from, but it was almost like I held like a resentment. It was like a lot of mind drama where I was, you know, working and then later like he would cook or he wouldn't cook or we just would miscommunicate or the dishes would like stay there. And like, it was just a resentment. And I just kind of would kind of like lash out a little bit, like get very defensive, or like, it was like almost like a cry for help where I would be just like, I don't want you doing this stuff for me. Like, I didn't know how to be taken care of, even though he explicitly say like, don't worry, like, I've got it. I like being in the kitchen, like, this is good for me. And I would just kind of like, almost try to like pick a fight over it. Cause like, I knew I, I wanted to help, even though he said he didn't need me to. But then it's like, no, but do I really want to? Or is this just the intergenerational drama that's been passed down that this is what it's supposed to look like? So it wasn't until before marriage, we had, we did like some, we had to do some counseling to get married at the church where we were able to like open up about like, what do the traditional roles look like? What does like finance, what do finances look like for us? You know, what do um, raising children, like what kind of parenting style? So it made us get really clear about it and I was on my own personal development he noticed like how much kind of 
growth I was having that I was able to kind of ask him for what I needed or also like let him know like hey I don't have this figured out it feels really shitty I'm in a very vulnerable space and I I just need you to like hear me out or I just need you to be patient with me so at first I was definitely not vocal Um, I was like resenting a lot and kind of had like a lot of guilt and anger held in and then I think it wasn't until like I got my own personal tools that I was able to be like hey this is where I am can you like meet me here or can you just be patient and luckily he was but it it was hard it's uncomfortable you know being Latina and being vulnerable and letting people take care of you and then also admit that you don't have everything figured out you're like preaching to the choir like literally everything um it is so hard to like vocalize that you do need help right whether it is like just even speaking up or just like expressing yourself in in words that people would understand because you know you want to say but like you're not really sure how to say it um so that's funny that you brought that up did he ever put any certain like expectations on you because I know you know there's obviously a lot I know a lot of married women and sometimes not only do we go in with biases with our relationship but they do as well our husbands or you know our partners and so did you ever encounter where like he came in with an expectation you kind of had to shut that down or like how did you guys handle that yeah that's a good question I honestly don't like I got got really lucky. Like he was a lot less of like, I I think there was a lot of toxic masculinity in my household growing up and he didn't carry a lot of that. I think more so if I were to pinpoint something is like the vulnerability aspect for him, because I'm very like confrontational type of thing. And he'd be like, just go with the flow. Like, it's fine. We'll take care of it. Like more like avoidant and non-confrontational where he would just be like, why does everything have to be like an issue? Or why does everything have to be like this deep thing? Can we just like move past it um, type of thing? So it was more so of avoidant where it's like, no, I want to fix this. So we had to like compromise. But I don't think there was really anything as far as like finances. I'm just thinking of like the like the main marriage topics that are uncomfortable, like the cleaning and stuff. I think there was things where it's like I'm a little bit messier than him because I have like a lot of clothes and I also am like I can be on my computer like 24 seven, which is like a habit I'm trying to unlearn. And he would just be, hey, when you get a chance, like, you know, can we can you put these things away or like type of thing? He had to kind of ask me and I would get defensive because I was so used to like I'm the oldest of my family. So I was used to like my parents always telling me what to do and how to do it that whenever like he would tell me, even if it was in the nicest way, I would just get like really defensive or like it would like hurt my ego type of thing. So I think it was just more so like our communication styles that we had to both adapt. But I don't think he ever like explicitly told me like these are kind of like my conditions or my expectations. I think it just kind of came out and we both wanted to be better for one another. That's so good. What about your families? As a Dominican woman, I know that one of the big things for my, especially for my mom's side or my mom particularly should be like, oh, like you have to know how to like do a bed or like do the, do your laundry, like clean the dishes a certain way or like set a table a certain way. And like, if you don't do all these things and you won't really have be able to keep your husband like weird things yeah, like yeah. that that like the older generation says and you're yeah. just like what yeah like, like you have to puedes casar now that you know how to cook type of thing yeah yeah yes exactly so did you feel like any type of expectations or pressure from your parents beforehand especially I mean I'm sure you have but or, or do you feel like 
after even after being married did that continue yeah I think a lot of it was from my parents and even if it was like not explicitly said it was a lot of like my parents are very religious they're catholic um and you know even moving in with him before we got married was like a big thing I actually don't even like remember much of it but I've always been the type to just like rebel and I'm like I'm gonna do it anyway like I don't live at home anymore like I will ask for forgiveness rather than permission um so I think I've always had that attitude but I still carried a lot of that even in the marriage like I remember one time I was traveling to uh, Lollapalooza with my best friend and Lupo and I weren't even married yet and my dad and my mom were so shocked that I was like traveling without my husband or my boyfriend at the time or my fiance and I was like yeah like I'm just going to music festival with my friend is that bad like I didn't even think it was bad but then the next couple of like trips that I would take I'd be like self-conscious about it or I'd have to like talk to him and be like hey are you good and he's like do your thing by all means we trust each other and I think with my parents, they had me at a very young age. They had, my mom had me, I think when she was like 17 or 18. So we were kind of growing up together. So like my mom only knew what she had been taught. So that was kind of her expectation. And then my dad's expectation, but I'm like, no, like Lupo and I are on like a whole different wavelength. Like we're good. Um, I think travel was like something that was like really interesting to me because I was like, what in the world? (laughs) And then even just, yeah, the cooking and cleaning type of thing, or like my spicy attitude like my dad would be like you have to relax sometimes or like you have to give in you have to not be or like just with like drinking and type of things like it was like no I'm not gonna change who I am for a man who already loves me like we already know so it was a lot of things like just like who I was and they saw Lupo as good guy when they didn't want me to like mess it up which is kind of sad thinking back now but it's because you know I was a woman and there's these double standards of how women should be presented and how they're acceptable as wives. So that was really, really hard for me to like, let go of and just like honor that I could, yeah, I had some things that I could work on for sure. Um, But like, he loved me for me. And I had to kind of like love myself first before, you know, owning that in the relationship. Yes, loving yourself first. I feel like with our parents that feel like that generation, like, but when they got married, it was like, forever like even no matter what like you can like mess up and like be horrible and be abusive or whatever and like they want to stick forever so it's funny you mentioned like the whole traveling alone because that's exactly what it is it's like they want to have this person like stuck by your side 24 7 and then you kind of lose your individualism like as I've seen like growing up as I got older, I'm also a very rebellious person and very loud and boisterous when it comes to my family. So I've always been seen like the one that's never going to get married because yeah, yeah, I would always speak my mind. And so like now that I have my husband, like he loves me for who I am. Right. And so I'm looking at my parents and I'm just how much did you like change like right. who you were in order to fit into this like mold of a couple, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, like just to be like a perfect wife. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel like it's more expected on the wife than it is on the husband. The husband is like, whatever, you're a macho, right? Yeah, you yeah. do this, you do that. Like the as long as they bring like, in like the money and they're like the providing, like fitting in, fitting into this like mold, right? Of what a man is like, we're good. But the woman is exactly. like observer and just like laid back, right? Like Ayadita te ves más bonita type of like saying and stereotype. Yes. Like, no, like and they would tell me the same thing, like, like that I wouldn't find anyone with my attitude. And it was like, 
okay, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. And so it's so crazy, like, because you, you see, we're both, we're both married. <laughs> we're both married, very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure like a lot of women in our generation are also going through the same thing, right? Where parents expect certain things. Um, but this generation is so different. Like, you know, we're very comfortable in like one finding ourselves on our own, but also finding ourselves with a partner, right? Cause those are two different journeys that you would have to take. Like, um, it's not just like you find yourself and then you find your partner. Like you have to both be willing to do the work. Did you feel like even let's say after you were married, did you feel a switch? Did you feel mentally different or even physically? How did you feel after being married? Do you feel like anything changed? I don't think so I feel like that's a really good question and we get asked that a lot but I think again going back like we moved in together I think like two years after dating um maybe three we had been living together for almost like four or five years before getting married and I think that's when the thing switched like when we started living together it was like a whole different mentality where I was like shit like I'm actually like living with someone I need to figure out how to like communicate figure out how to like include them figure out how to like compromise um, and really set set up these like rules right about what we want our life to look like um so I wouldn't say too much while getting married but I agree with your point about like you know finding yourself especially like for me growing up I don't think I was ever really given permission to like find myself being the eldest and um, living at home with my parents till I went to college. Like it was just like, what they say is right. Like I was rebelling, but I wasn't finding myself. I was just going to the other side of the the spectrum. And when I met him was like three years into college. So I hadn't really like explored who I was. So I think I was, it's like, I got the freedom to finally like get to know myself better, but also while considering another person that it started so early on in our relationship when I made the goal to be like, I really want to become better. Like I can't be this like college party girl who is just like irresponsible. Um, Like now I want to like actually work on myself. And if you have a partner that's like on the same page and is working on themselves too, it can feel easy. I think in terms of finances, like that was like the one big thing where it was like, all right, like if we want to have children, if we want to buy a house, like that's kind of, I think where things switched a little bit more once we got married. Cause we did spend quite a bit in our, on our wedding. Um, and we're like, okay, like let's talk about it. Neither of us wanted to talk about money because I came from a household that was like really always concerned about money. Like my dad was just like always talking about money and his family was like, we don't talk about money. So it was almost like, I didn't want to talk about it because I spent my whole life talking about it and he didn't want to talk about it because he just wasn't used to it. Um, so that, I think that was probably the hardest part where it's like, there's so much shame around money, right? Like I had student loan debt. I had like credit card debt. He didn't have as much debt, but he had like car payments and stuff. And it's like, how do we get on the same page? And how are we, how are we going to handle like bank accounts? Right. Cause I have a business and like, are we both comfortable in joining our accounts? And people would tell us things like my family would be like, well, you know, it's all one, one account. And then I'd be like, yeah, but that doesn't feel right for us. But we also didn't want separate. So we had to kind of like explore and experiment a lot 
with finances. And I think that was probably the biggest shift after marriage for sure. That is so good because so many people don't talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) They don't talk about how like, yeah, you're not just joining, like obviously, you know, our generation probably moves in together before getting married for the most part. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're learning about each other then, but then you think about like, like you just mentioned like kids and then buying a house, like doing these giant milestone things together. And you're like, how, how do we do that? Like, how do we go from one thing to another? And so, and money plays a giant part in that. And that brings so much trauma from like everybody. Everybody has some type of either a secret or just like something that they just don't want to come front and talk about. Um, so that's a big thing. So thank you for talking about that yeah. because yeah, that's I know it's huge. tricky because it, yeah, money we've been kind of trained to be like in this like scarcity money mindset type of thing that it's like always going to run out. And it's like, I like to invest in myself. He liked to like save money. And we just weren't seeing eye to eye that like, sometimes you do carry a little bit of shame. And then we're like, okay, who's going to address the elephant in the room? Cause <laughs> someone's got to do it, you know? Yeah. But even in relationships, like, uh, like I said, you know, we talk about our, our, we've been talking about our parents, but even then like looking at our parents, like the way that they, confronted certain things are so different because it goes back to right like gender roles and like this person does that and this person does this and then everybody else just minds their business and we are not that way or we are trying to break right those generational curses and those trauma and things like that and work through it um and money definitely plays a giant role in that yeah yeah Oh, this is so good. I have one more question for you. This episode is all about relationships and being our own person, especially even be, be even as a, a married woman, right? A wife is a title that a lot of people put on once you get married, but there are stigmas that come along with it that people just attach to it. And so I want you to share with my audience, how are women more than just being a wife. Yeah, I love that question. We're more than just like the labels and the titles that society puts on us, you know, like we have the freedom to explore like our identities. Like I know for me, that was really hard to do, Um, you know, going to like yoga or hanging out with my own girlfriends and things like that. Um, But you don't have to see eye to eye and everything, right? Like you don't, you can exist without them. And I think that makes you kind of a stronger force. So not only are are they receiving so much goodness by the person that you are? You're also receiving. So it's like a matter of like spending time filling up your individual cup. So then you can like come together and be like this strong force. Cause I know with me, it was hard. Like Lupo, he loves to golf. And this is funny because I share this on Instagram all the time and it would drive me crazy. Cause I'd be like, why isn't he spending time with me? And it was almost like this, like this dependence that I had on him. And I was like, you know what? I can also do my own things or like I am doing my own things. Like I'm doing yoga or I'm sitting here on coaching calls. I'm recording a podcast episode just because for me, it looks like quote unquote work sometimes. Like he gets to have his own time too. And then not only are we able to like just come back a little bit happier and a little bit more grounded and a little bit more centered, it just makes it so much more of like a fruitful relationship, right? Because you're spending 24 seven with this person, um, especially for those who are like, you know, working from home together with their partners, like it can feel like a lot. So I think just going back to your question about how are we more than a wife, um, than wives, I think we can exist without them and have interests that are separate from them and then still come together and like unite. It doesn't always have to be the same energy. Like we always think like the right people that are kind of similar, like attract, but for us, we're like, we were complete opposites. And it took kind of like this, like 
foundation that we built and that we were able to like compromise and, and learn new things. So it's forever evolving, but yeah, I hope that answered your question. I just think we have so much capacity and room for growth as women of color, and it doesn't end with a relationship. It doesn't, it, it just only begins, right? Cause like you said, there's ev- like, there's so many layers of us growing. Um, and the wife is just one one other badass thing that we're doing. I love it. Thank you. I totally agree. Um, I know that there are some women out there that sometimes get um, sucked into that title, right? Feeling like they, because of the expectations that society and um, maybe parents or friends put on them and they feel like that they have to be a certain way to be a wife. But really, I love that you said like having your own space and like allowing you to be just yourself in your relationship and not have to rely on your husband or your partner and then come back later on and be one is very super, super important, right? Like that's the, I feel like that's the only way that you yourself as an individual grow and then your relationship grows. Cause imagine being attached. Oh my God, you mentioned COVID and like working from home 24 seven. We definitely went through that. Like it was hard. It was so hard being attached to someone 24 seven and not having like space to like just breathe and think and like be yourself. Right. Because sometimes you just want to be alone. Right. And I think it's also like these conventional check boxes, right? Like we're like, okay, like now I'm a wife. Cool. Like now I'm going to be a mom, but like, there's so much exploration and experimenting, like during the journey of being a wife, like even from that phase of being engaged or a girlfriend, right? Like there's these stages where like him and I are still figuring out what feels good for us, like nurturing, like our inner child and like doing things that we wouldn't normally do. So it's all kind of just like a playground. Like they're your, like they should, I, I feel like it should be a friendship there, right? Like it's not like husband, wife, this is how we fit into everything. It could be whatever you make of it, right? It's like your own guidebook to, to a healthy marriage. Yeah. Like there's no end, mm-hmm. right. There's no like end point you have infinity and forever yeah. to basically keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That was so good. Thank you so much. Itzy. please share with my audience where they can find you and anything else that you may, you want to share um, that's coming up maybe that you have, we would love to hear more about you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, and it was a pleasure and I can't wait to hear the episode. Um, you can find me on Instagram, pretty much everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I've done it all. Um, it's C-I-T-Z-Y Canales, C-A-N-A-L-E-S. And then my one-on-one coaching program is um, open for one-on-one clients. It's a 12-week program and um, you can maybe do the clarity call link in the show notes or it's also in my bio. And I think that's pretty much it for now. Yeah, I, I just share a lot about my behind the scenes on Instagram. I'm pretty much an open book, but I also have a podcast. If you want to hear more, it's called grow with the flow. Yay. I'm definitely going to put that in the show notes so everybody can go follow and also um, take a listen to your podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Valerie. Thanks for listening to the more than a woman podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go rate and review the show so that we can reach more women. Also, feel free to share the show with family, friends, co-workers, and any other woman you feel needs to listen to these work. You can connect with me on Instagram at Valerie Lucille. I would love to connect with you, so go say hello. Until then, remember you have a story that matters. You have rooms to fill and crowns to wear. You were made for more.